When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, hey we're guys. Re- oh, ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> we're really excited um, to be making this announcement. We are moving to a new network. You're damn right we are. And that network is called Forever Dog. You may be familiar with the network because it has awesome podcasts such as Treks in the City, which is a podcast by ladies about Star Trek Next Generation. It has Las Culturistas. I am. I'm so excited that we're joining a network that has a group of such awesome, diverse voices. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm ready for it, girl. I'm here for it. Yes. So check out their podcast right now. We will be officially on the network next week when we will be reading Starlight Crystal. And that's perfect because that's the book that started the podcast. That's the book that Kelly and I realized we both loved. Hey, Lindsay. To new beginnings. <laughs> Clink. <laughs> Ow. My oh, God, throat. Broke. <laughs> you broke my glass. I'm so sorry. You're so strong. Oh, I am. Hmm. Strong women. The girl on the carton was an ordinary little girl. This week on the podcast, Caroline B. Cooney's The Face on the Milk Carton. Hi, welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA Pulp Fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay K. Tai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And today, Caroline B. Cooney's very popular The Face on the Milk Carton, the story of a girl who's at lunch and she's obsessed with milk. Mm-hmm. So she grabs her friend's milk mm-hmm. and then she sees her own face on the milk carton because she was kidnapped at age three. Spooky. Mm-hmm. Um... Did you read this book when you were? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I feel like everybody read this book when they were a kid. Obsessed. Um, I like remember reading this book um, in probably sixth or seventh grade. I remember like exactly where I was sitting in the classroom when I would read it. It was. Yeah. Like I remember it's it's a very like reading this. I was like, oh, I'm I'm in sixth grade again. It had to be sixth grade. Yeah. That's (laughs) cool. I don't remember exactly the age I was, but I vividly remember Reeve kissing Janie in the pile of leaves. Oh my God. Oh my God. So sexy. This is a pretty sexy book Well, when she's not looking for her parents. Okay. So this book is like a ton of her looking for her parents and Reeve being like, but I got a big old boner. Her her considering looking for her parents and Reeve going, I've got a big old boner. Yeah. Um, So Janie Johnson is 15. She wants to get her driver's permit. Mm -hmm. And she's at lunch. She grabs her friend's milk because she's lactose intolerant. She's not supposed to have them, but she grabs it anyway. And she sees her own face as a little girl on the milk carton. Thinks she's going insane. Looks into it further, realizes it's definitely her because all these memories are returning. Um, she goes upstairs to 
the attic one day. She finds a trunk of stuff that her parents had set up there. Uh, for And it's all mementos of a girl named Hannah. She asks her parents who the fuck Hannah is. And they're like, oh, huh, it's your real mom where your grandparents, your mom joined the cult and brought you to us so that we could take care of you. And then she left for the cult again. And she's like, great, I'm so glad that you didn't kidnap me. This is awesome to hear. Mm-hmm. And then she wakes up and she's like, hmm, that doesn't explain why I was on a milk carton. Yep. <laughs> and then she she figures out where the family lives. Her real name's Jenny Spring. She goes and she looks for the Springs in New Jersey, sees a bunch of kids with red hair like her. She's like, oh, fuck, it's real. Mm-hmm. And um, in the midst of all this, the boy next door, Reeve, and her are falling in love and lust. And then uh, the very end of the book is them. Uh, Janie telling her parents what happened. They figure that Hannah, the cult daughter, actually kidnapped her. And then brought her to Janie's parents slash grandparents. And they decide to call the Springs in New Jersey. And guess what? End of the book. Mm-hmm. Literally. We do not know what happened end of after the book. that. Mm-hmm. I, How did you feel about that? I was pissed. I was so fucking pissed. I was pissed. It was like, how long is this book? Let's check. It's too long to do this to us. Yeah. Well, because... But th- you're missing that, like, they're 184 pages. But there's of a Jenny lot going. I don't want my parents not to be my parents. They are my parents. They, but they are. are. I choose them. I don't want to think about New Jersey. I can't stop thinking about New Jersey. Also, I felt like it was kind of a cop out to have Hannah be the kidnapper. Just really, yeah, because I like. I mean, I think it would be like a little bit more fucked up and maybe too much for like her to deal with her parents' parent, like um, her sure grandparents being the ones. So uh-huh. it's easier to like shift blame to like this person that's never been in her life. True. Um, but I don't view it as a cop out. I just view it as a different kind of. Yeah. I mean, I don't think plot. it was. I don't think that Caroline B. Cooney was like, <laughs> I can't have. The grandparents be the ones. I think <laughs> I it, like them too much. Yeah, I think it was just like she made that choice, and I was like, oh, I think maybe because I was so starved for drama, <laughs> I was like, can we please move things forward? I, oh, absolutely. I just I'm fine with it not being the parents, but could we please fucking get to the springs? Yeah, already. I was I can really only bored. deal with so much of Janie freaking out about it. If she had freaked out about it in a slightly different way or a more active way Mm -hmm. it would have been better but it was just inner monologue city yeah the whole way through and it was like i mean and i get it right like sure you're gonna feel like insane if you find out that maybe your parents kidnapped you sure and you're gonna be like what should i think what should i do blah 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 but I mean, the reason a book is a book and not us literally sitting inside someone's head is that like we should be able we to, would skip, like to skip, 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 see things that are going. Yeah. On. Like, let's just move. Like, you can just say like for the for the next week and a half, she thought about this nonstop. Instead, we are like real time in her head. Um, I will say that Caroline B. Cooney and I don't know what it is, but she writes in this very like dreamlike quality. Um, which I felt like, I mean, she, I 
I think I know what you mean. Yeah, it feels very like ethereal and weird and nothing is like super concrete. She is very good at evoking that feeling. Mm-hmm. And so then you get across what kind of state of mind Janie must have been in. It's just that we stay there for too fucking long. Yeah, I fell asleep reading this book today. <laughs> there you go. And then I was like, oh, shit, I have like 45 <laughs> minutes to finish this book, which is fine. It was more than enough time. But luckily, I was reading it on my lunch hour at work yesterday. And nice. Today. <laughs> Thank you. Um, can we talk about, okay, first thing I wanted to talk about, because we touched on it. Mm-hmm. So Janie's lactose intolerant. Yes. She wants that milk. Oh, my God. She's fucking obsessed She's with milk. She nuts will not over this milk. shut the fuck up about milk. In fact, there's a, I highlighted a, a part because it made me want to barf everywhere. Everybody but Janie Johnson got milk. Mm-hmm. Cardboard cartons so small you needed at least three. But the lunch ladies would never let you. Janie was envious. Those luckies are swigging down nice, thick, white <laughs> milk, she thought. And I'm stuck with cranberry juice. And I was like, that, that is the most disgusting description of milk I've ever heard. The most pornographic, heard. disgusting <laughs> description of milk. Like, look, I but, like milk as, like, as much. No, I like milk more than the next <laughs> I like, milk great. I like milk. I like milk. Great. I'm a milk fan. Here's the thing. It makes my stomach not super awesome. If I drink a full glass. Sure. I'm um, fine. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the Asian thing for me, but mm, the Asian thing, the Asian thing. Yeah. I, <laughs> uh, that's definitely a stereotype that I knew mm-hmm. <laughs> that we don't, we don't really dig milk. Very yeah, much. I didn't know that. Oh um, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, my phone turned Siri on. <laughs> so here's what it's got going. I typed that I knew that we don't we don't really think Hayek. Oh my god. That sounded like a racist no. person pretending to be Asian. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't saying anything like that. No, we weren't. Um Ugh. yeah, but to refer to it as nice, thick, white milk. Thick, strong, I ropey want to milk. Die. <laughs> I'm gonna vomit. So gross. There were so many passages about her loving milk, though. No, she she could not shut up about this milk. Um, and so she eventually gets the milk. And I'm sure that in the next book, there's something about how her whole family's lactose intolerant. I'm sure. I bet there's not. <laughs> I bet there isn't. <laughs> Am I giving Caroline B. Cooney too much credit? I mean, she's just as lactose intolerant. It happens. It does happen. Um, I also wanted to talk about, okay. Mm-hmm. Are you pro or anti-Reeve? Most of the book, pro. Mm-hmm. For a page, anti. Okay. I'm wondering if it's the same. I'm guessing yes. I cannot imagine either of us being okay with that page. Okay. Is it when um, he, like, yells at her that she needs to let go of this thing and um, tells her she's acting crazy? Mm. Or is it when he tries to take her to a motel and fuck her in the motel, even though she she does want to have sex? Not that one. I'm surprised it actually isn't the page I was thinking of. What are you thinking of? Um, Maybe I'll remember. Let me find it. I get oh, it. Is it when she I says, I love you? And then he, he says. Doesn't, she says it twice and he does not say it back. And yet he is so much more clingy. Well, she, she, the first time she says, I love you, his response is to insinuate that she was abused by her biological family (laughs) she says i love you reeve and he says maybe they were mean to you in new jersey i will i will say that 
it does suck for Reeve because he'll be talking about himself and be carrying on a conversation. And then out of nowhere, Jenny will or Janie will be like, do you think they're nice? The people yeah. in New Jersey. And it's like, were you not listening to a word I said? Yeah. How like are we not in the same car right now? I understand that this is very hard, but like you could have don't pretend that you're not like don't if you're not listening then tell me that you're not listening. So yeah. I'm not talking to myself. It's embarrassing. But here's what I hated. <laughs> you know Megan and Lizzie and Todd, said Janie. You grew up with them. I didn't grow up with my brothers and sisters. Do you think they ever talk about me at supper or keep my picture on the wall or say to each other, she'd be a sophomore in high school now? I'm sure they do, said Reeve. He was kissing her everywhere. He had unbuttoned nothing, was feeling her through the fabric. Oh His mind was definitely not on New Jersey. <laughs> One bad thing is still true, though, said Janie, starting to cry. What? He kissed her tears and she kissed his lips, tasting the salt of her own weeping. What I'm still the a fuck? Rotten, oh, I'm not even done. I'm still a rotten little kid who wanted more attention and was willing to be kidnapped to get it. Reeve laughed. You can't have been too rotten if they're advertising on milk cartons to get you back. We're both frantic, she thought. His heart is racing for me. My I thought heart he was is racing say, for his fear. His heart on. <laughs> his heart on is racing for me. <laughs> his heart is racing for me. My heart is racing for fear, she said. There are only two choices. Right. Either we do it or we don't. I vote we do it. Wrong. Either I get in touch with New Jersey or I don't. I vote I don't. So, like, she's in the middle of talking about, like, do you think my real family misses me? Yeah. The way I see it, there are only two choices. And he's like, right, we either fuck or we don't. Well, and that was my issue. <laughs> that was totally my issue because it was like, I felt I like, like that is not what we're talking about right no. now. No, no. I felt like the whole time, like every time that she would like lapse out of paying attention to him and would be thinking about other things is because he never gave her a chance to even talk about it to begin with. Like, when she first started talking about it, he was like, mm, I guess. And he does take her to New Jersey. That's true. He yeah, does but he take does her. it because he doesn't realize that's what he's doing. He doesn't. He thinks they're uh, doing a romantic getaway. Yeah. Um. But like. Which, <laughs> again, this sucks for him. It totally he thinking does. thinking that something is starting. But that's because he doesn't Janie bother like, to yep, think we're doing about it. her. And then now and then. He is not thinking about her. And then now and then she is not thinking about him. Right. I mean, they're maybe just not right for each other. But it's a every wrong time. time she brings, he should know that she needs to talk about it. But on the other hand, if we are sick of hearing Janie talk about it yeah. in her head and we just want her to make a decision, I can't imagine how Reeve feels. Yeah. I mean, I guess I was annoyed because it seemed like he was so dismissive of like, like he was just like, I don't know why you're like fixating on this. Yeah. Where he didn't even want to entertain the possibility. Yeah. That first it was real. And yeah. then when it was clearly real. The idea of like going to somebody about it. Yeah. Until the end when he's like, you tell your parents. Yeah. Or I am not, or I'm not speaking to you until you tell your parents. Yeah. And then she's like, fine, we're done. And he's like, okay. But that isn't what he said to her. No, it was just like, she I can't took it. see you yeah. until you speak to your parents. But also, like, I felt like but then he, he started dating somebody immediately. Yeah, Fuck that. Yeah, and he was like parading that girl around. And also, like, I felt like he could have done that. And I know that they're teenagers, right? Yeah. So they're just like kids. They don't. He's not thinking 
like we would be thinking about it where it's like, all right, you know what? Like empathize with another person, like <laughs> tell that, like, like support them from their point of view. And mm-hmm. also like, I think my Slytherin stripes are showing, but like, just <laughs> like, you know, the solution you want, which is them to shut the fuck up about this milk carton thing. So like help them through this and tell them that you'll support them no matter what. And then they'll get through with it and you don't have to listen to it anymore. But he did tell her that. And she Towards just wasn't the end. deciding. She she wasn't. Well, he was going along. It wasn't like he was like, do this thing, do that thing. Well, he was he like, was like, well, what do you want to do a lot? Wasn't he? I don't remember him doing. I remember her. But again, I was in a weird ethereal dream state when I was reading this. So I don't know. <laughs> but it did seem like she would say something and she was just like wondering aloud. And then he would kind of be like, okay, yep, let's forget New Jersey. And mm-hmm. she'd be like, or should I tell them? And he's like, well, here are here's what would happen if you did that. Oh, but I don't want to. I, I like my parents. He's like, yeah, I like your parents too. So like all of it mm-hmm. felt to me like he was responding to her. I don't think it he was, was equipped just the moment to do it right. When he would be like, oh, I thought we were going to have sex. And you keep talking about New Jersey. I know. that was the, Those are the parts that really drove me nuts. He's like, Reeve, you're being a monster. Also, like, I get that he has problems. I get that he feels like he can't measure up to his brothers and sisters. But, like, I don't know. The I just... problem is that's pretty trivial when compared yeah. to Janie. And at the same time, like, that's what he's working through. Yeah. And he can't, it's still, it's like, just because it's not North Dakota doesn't mean that it doesn't get cold in Los Angeles. Yeah. Like there are different degrees of cold, but it's still cold. There are different degrees of sad, but it's still sad. So it's like, I understand that that really bothers him and it informs his personality, but he's just got to recognize that it's save it for after the kidnapping stuff. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, and I guess that's the thing, right, where it's like maybe an adult Reeve would be able to like frame what he's talking about in a different way, too. Yeah, rather I can than see just, him growing into that. Role. Yeah, like then being like, look, I know that this like probably doesn't seem, you know, whatever, but like this is something that's bothering me and I'd like to talk it out with you um, as opposed to just talking and then like getting frustrated when she's like, I'm like when she's like, sorry. Like, Sorry, I wasn't listening. I, I wasn't listening because I was thinking about the fact that I thought my I was parents kidnapped. were kidnapped me. <laughs> and this, and he's just, like, oh, is is that out of line? <laughs> it's just I I couldn't stop thinking about how I saw my own photo on a milk carton. And <laughs> is okay. that crazy? <laughs> I don't know. I just I couldn't really get over it. He another thing that bugged me was that he was like, so she's like, oh, um. I must have been so terrible to leave my family for an ice cream. And he never once is like, you were fucking three. Like, no, he does that. No, he's just like, oh, well, you couldn't have been that bad if they're looking for you. On no, no, no. I mean, in that moment, that's what he's that's what he does. Mm-hmm. But later he's like, stop beating yourself up. You oh, I don't remember three, him doing that. Was I a like, nice asleep? lady? Probably because he definitely Dang. said that. Um I'm sure it's like when the whole family's like, together towards the end. You were three years old. You grew up in a big family. You probably weren't ever the center of attention. Oh, also, yeah, this yeah. really nice lady. She buys he does you say a that. Sunday. I take it back. And then he, she takes you on a fun drive and you meet new people and they're buying you all these clothes. You were three. <laughs> Wait a second. Does he say that to her or is he or is it in her? Because I remember there's a part in which maybe he does say it to her later. But I remember there being a part where he's like 
so excited to be talking to her and getting all this attention from her. And she's like, I see now, you know, everyone just wants to be the center of attention. That's it. Yeah. And I guess I wanted to be the center of attention. And so I guess that's why I went out. And it like, Which, it all happens internally. Yeah. And get that. Why I'm so annoyed by this book is that she already realizes that. Yeah. Why do we have to live through that again? At, like again and again and again mm-hmm. and again. Yeah. Her friends are pretty shitty too. None of them. None of them ask her if she's okay. Them realize that she needs, that she's like truly going through something. Like there's one teacher that's like, hey, is everything okay? Because like no one is in the classroom right now. And <laughs> Everyone left and you are sitting there. You're scribbling some kind of manifesto. I don't know <laughs> what's going on. Ugh. Um, I did, for all that I'm like, my complaint is with Caroline B. Cooney mm-hmm. of just continuing to write the same inner monologue over and over again. However, I really like Janie. Yeah, I like Janie too. Yeah. I think she's I get what she's going through. At the beginning of the book when she's saying she used to fan well, I mean, first yes. of all, she is trying to change she thinks her name Janie Johnson is too boring, which is a good way to start it off because she's like she wants to be somebody else. She finds out she is somebody else and then she realizes that she didn't she want just, that. She wants to be Janie Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um so she's trying to change her name to Jane Johnstone mm-hmm. with two Y's in Jane. Mm-hmm. J-A-Y-Y-N-E. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do you have an aspiring porn star <laughs> career? She also like, but that's the thing, right? It's She's so relatable. Because like we've all like, I remember thinking certain names were so cool. Yeah. And Did like, you try to give yourself a different name? Or no. like, I would change it to this. No, but I remember having like really dumb kids name ideas Mm -hmm. and being like i think that like i don't know i can't even think of a name that i thought was like beautiful well because she's so she's talking (laughs) about how she used to fantasize about having two little girls and she would name them denim and lace and i was (laughs) like i'm going this is i hate you i hate you i hate you but she's saying she would name them denim and lace she used to think about denim and lace all the time Shopping at the mall with Sarah Charlotte. She'd go into all the shoe stores to play with the little teeny sneakers for newborns and think of all the pretty clothes she'd buy one day for denim and lace. And I was like, oh my God, I hate you, Janie. But then the very next paragraph, now she knew those names were nauseating. And if she did name her daughters denim and lace, there'd probably be a divorce. And her husband would get custody on the grounds anybody who chose those names was unfit. Yeah. I was like, oh, good. She's very self aware. And she is funny. Um, and also, like, Caroline B. Cooney is so, and this is something we're seeing with a lot of our female writers, which is, like, they just know how to be in the head of a girl. Of a girl. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, it's like when she she's in the library looking through all the n- newspapers and stuff, and then Reeve comes up and she says, um... Janie was so aware of his maleness. Yeah. Like that is so relatable. Like yeah. that where, where you're just like, oh my God, there, he's a man <laughs> next to me. <laughs> and it's just like the fact that a man is standing that, you know what I mean? Like a boy yeah. is standing that close I think to I've you. I talked about this before, but one time, the very beginning of dating Mike, 
he and I got high and we watched a Tom Selleck movie called Runaways. Mm -hmm. And I barely remember what it's about because I was high. Mm -hmm. But somehow it was like the 13-year-old in my mind got called forward. And all she could think was, oh my God, there is a boy here. (laughs) And that was all I could think about for the whole movie of just like the the realness that I, Lindsay Kasai, would be with a boy watching a movie. Yeah. (laughs) Because my 13-year-old self took over. Yep. And it's not like Mike was the first person I dated. It was just this very weird thing happened in my mind because of the pot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like that is such a relatable thing. And I remember like, I remember just like sitting in, um, I think it was on a school bus to go somewhere for a field trip. And I ended up having to sit next to this guy. And it was just like, I was just like, there's a boy next to me. There's a boy next to me. There's yeah. a boy next. And I wasn't even in, like I had never, I didn't have feelings for him. I didn't have any like, but the fact that there was a boy sitting next to me was like, I was like, holy shit. Like, and I think at one point, <laughs> like right there. Well, at one point, I think our elbows touched and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, stop the bus. <laughs> I've made physical contact <laughs> through jackets, but it they touched. Um, yeah. So I felt like there was like a lot of that there. And like her like desiring Reeve. And I mean, there is very confident. She's very confident, which that is not relatable, but I respect. Yeah, I respect it. (laughs) Um, Like at one point they're at a football game and she starts feeding him. Oh, my God. Okay, And her whole family's there and his family's there. Okay. Also. okay, So she they uh, go to this. um, What's it called? Uh, Like tailgating thing. And it's like her parents. Reeve and his parents, and then Sarah Charlotte and her parents. And in front of everybody. Like, it's insane. It's, it's insane. an insane thing I to do. I would not do that now. Like, I wouldn't do that. That'd be fucking weird. Also, like, disgusting, because she mentions she does it with her that hands. so cutesy. It's so, like, teen dream, like, mm-hmm. nothing can touch us, kind of like, all I yeah. see is you sort of thing. But I loved that about it i was like yeah you feed that cake to reef yeah you show him who's boss like let you him. show everyone around you that something has begun well and i mean that was kind of like their coming out about their like relationship or flirtation or whatever it was and even like she's like with every single bite like his lips and tongue were like touching her fingers to like lick off the frosting and i was it's like fucking insane i was like damn you <laughs> Is he going to follow that up with some thick white milk? <laughs> it was like the most In sexual. Way, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Gross. Gross. Um, um, what would you do if you were hooking up with a guy and then he. Oh, my God. Referred to, <laughs> and he was like, are you ready for some milk? I would break up with him. <laughs> that is terrifying. Okay. What if. Okay, what if what if, okay, what if, uh, I'm going to put it to you this way. I mean, if that if that happened in college, I would have been like, what did you just say? <laughs> okay, what if it's not prior, It's what if it's not sexy talk? Okay. Okay. 
Uh-huh. And let's I'm say that there is like an ejaculation situation. Okay. And then he's like, oh, I got to like clean up my milk. <laughs> what would you do? Well, you just saw me do it, which is to go. <laughs> I would, I would do that. I don't know if it would emerge out loud. I think but I would be- certainly do that either inwardly, possibly outwardly. I would let him do it. I would stay the rest of the night. And then the next day I would be like, oh, you know, it's just really not what I'm looking for right now. <laughs> what if you let it just stay as a little seed inside of your heart? <laughs> and then you just like waited and you guys dated for like two years and then you had a, a like horrible give it a breakup. Yeah, you have a horrible breakup. And okay. One of the things is like, you fucking called your semen milk. <laughs> like right when we were dating and I said, fuck all, but you won't go to dinner with my parents? <laughs> fuck you and fuck your milk. <laughs> um, What else? What else? Oh, can we talk about the librarian, Mr. Yampolsky? Sure. The cool librarian. The super helpful He's librarian. so chill. Real chill. He's everybody's best buddy. Yes. He never gave detention to boys who stood on the library tables using newspapers for wings while they played Superman. No. He never yelled at people who had forgotten how to use the card catalog. He never suggested you should peruse the Wall Street Journal when what you wanted to do was look at movie stars in Teen Magazine. Hey, Janie babe, he said. How's mom? And then he, and then he's like, she makes restocking or whatever the fuck worthwhile now that your mom helps me. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, this is a whole separate book. Mm-hmm. This guy's like, having a whole separate book yeah. in his mind. <laughs> <He's>, this guy. <laughs> we just checked in on a sad book <laughs> that the librarian is living. Yes. I feel like that's. That's a pretty funny idea, though. He goes home at night and he thinks of Miranda. Mm -hmm. I forget what the fake name is that she gave herself, if we ever even knew. Mm -mm. Um, And he thinks of Miranda and he's like, maybe, maybe tomorrow, like when we're down in the stock room. What if, what if our hands grazed one another? Like, do you think, like, does she feel the heat? Does she feel the heat too? There's electricity there. I know it. I know it. Microwave this lean cuisine. Like, yeah. I I just don't know. Like, does she feel something? Because I feel it. Meanwhile, Miranda's like, oh my God, you were kidnapped. (laughs) (laughs) He has no idea how traumatic poor Miranda's life is. He's like, I wonder if our hands will touch when we're filing. She's like, oh my God, are we felons? You know, it's, I love like the idea of cutting back and forth or maybe even a split screen of him like, Folding his laundry and then just being like, I just, I just wonder. And then her being like, ah, no, I, Hannah, how could Janie. I have stolen someone else's child? And he's like, she, she made that really funny joke about the Dewey Decimal System. He's like, Dewey Decimal. I feel like, I feel like we're really on the same wavelength. I'm going to talk to her tomorrow. I'm not going to do anything crazy, but I'm just going to. I'm going to talk to her. I'm going to do it. Like, don't run away. Don't get in a cult. <laughs> Please. All right, Krishna's. Okay. I want Krishna's still my baby. The, I actually forgot how this book, like, resolves. Or it doesn't resolve, but how the book right, ends. Right, right. Um, so as I was reading it, like, I remembered, like, 
like passages, but I didn't remember the plot. So I was like, first of all, I was like, these parents, I think they kidnapped her. And then I was like, this cult story sounds fake as fuck. It does sound fake as fuck. I remembered it. I didn't remember it being a cult. Mm -hmm. I remembered it as being that she was a drug addict Mm. and that she was just like uh, a vagrant. Yeah. Like just going from like one meth den to another. Uh You know that term that people use for meth dens? (laughs) A meth den. Yeah. You know, it goes opium den, meth Meth den, den, cocaine den, cocaine den, marijuana den. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I just thought I had a lot of. I still think it's drugs. I think it is drugs. I think it's coded for that. Mm -hmm. Um, I do remember people being freaked out by Hare Krishna's. And when it got brought up, I was like, oh, boy. Yeah. I remember that too. At the end, Reeve is like, I know it started as like a peaceful movement and then it got like corrupted Mm -hmm. here in the States and people got like wrapped up in it like a cult. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. I mean, like, I was really afraid that nobody was ever going to call out the fact that they were just saying like Harry Krishna's. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, ooh, good. Um, Yeah. I did appreciate that. But it was, it 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 took a while though. Also, there were just like so many red flags that kept popping up with the dad, which I mean, I don't know. I think I was looking for the parents to be creepy. Uh huh. So, like, there are a bunch of parts where the dad, um, keeps like wrapping Janie's hair around his own wrist and like brushing his face with her hair. But everyone is obsessed with her hair. So I liked her friend Sarah Charlotte saying, you have serious, serious hair. hair. <laughs> Loved that. So then I was like, okay, Kelly, like that's just a normal affection. You're just looking for him to be a kidnapper. The um, problem with a lot of these things is I don't know what normal fatherly affection looks like. mm. So sometimes I am reading into it too much and sometimes I'm not seeing the obvious signs. Um, okay. Well, I so I can't decide on this one. I'm like normal adjacent relationship with my dad. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't know. Cause that's the thing. If I saw <laughs> I one, don't know. Because if I saw one of my friends like when I was like an, a kid and her dad just did that, I wouldn't think anything of it. Um but I think looking back I, my dad just doesn't like he doesn't have an affectionate a physically affectionate dad no yeah no so it's no, hard no no to say yeah um, um so i'm like i think I when i think know. of other people's dads i'm like maybe and then if i think of my dad i'm like Ugh, gross but like i don't even do that to my sister i don't Mm-mm. like grab her hair and just start twirling it like literally wrapping it around your wrist which is a weird thing i don't know at least wrist. it's like far it is, it is far. Because that could be just like a teasing thing, just like yank it, kiddo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's like that part where he brushes his own face with it. And then like- I missed that part. That yeah. weirds me out a bit. That was weird. <laughs> he like grabs it and brushes his face. This is the problem is I don't know what no, I think normal that's weird. looks like. I think that's weird. Okay. I settle on weird. I think that one was weird. So then I was like, oh shit, did the parents actually kidnap her? I- Def- I remembered that they didn't, so I I can't Bless relate your heart. to your analyzing. Yeah, um, I I don't think I ever thought they did it when I read it the first time either, because I was in you know a state of mind where it's like, oh, 
Dale's, I'm being told that they're nice. Yeah. So they are nice. Yeah. Also, like, well, and then another part was like, I when I when she finds the chest marked H and it has like all of Hannah's stuff in it, which mm-hmm. is their daughter. Um, I was like, oh, um, uh, they their daughter died and they stole her, but then, which is what she thinks. Yeah. When she's like, oh right, the milk carton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After they tell her the Hannah story. Yeah. I. You know what? I think I'm coming around. And I think that for the parents, the story is more interesting if they didn't realize that their daughter kidnapped her because then it's like it's more of an ethical dilemma as opposed to them just being like evil and having stolen her. I think it's and then there's um, because otherwise we don't really get the story of Janie having to straddle the two worlds. Right. Because otherwise you would just be like, okay, bye. Um, Yeah. Being definitely could have happened in this book, though. Yeah. Fucking Jesus. Also, like, the thing that sucked was, like, for me, the most exciting part is when she's in New Jersey and she's looking at her house. Almost fuck. I hear you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, let's get through (laughs) that. I want to see business. This dude fuck a girl that he thinks is one year older than she. (laughs) I want to see this dude. Trying to take a 14-year-old girl yeah. to a motel. I want to see it. I want to see that he's fully 18. I want to <laughs> see that she is aggressively 14. Yeah. And she looks mm-hmm. young and small. Yeah. But she's been told to us many times. I want to see that. Yeah. I want to follow through. I <laughs> follow, follow through, through Be brave, Cooney. <laughs> Be brave. Live your truth. <laughs> Why don't you do what you dream? Um, yes. <laughs> I... Uh, no, the thing that I, I was like most happy and excited with was um, the parts where they're in Jersey and she's like watching kids come home from school and mm-hmm. she's getting these like flashes of memory. Mm-hmm. Um, a dog named Honey. The dog named Honey. The dad the saying twins, a prayer. The dad praying. And then also just her flashes of memory throughout I thought were like cool and like I liked reading them. And so I was like, I wanted to get to what is likely in book two in book I've one. read book two. I don't remember a lot of it. I heard it's like tackier. Is it? That's what somebody said on Twitter. I feel like it starts, It maybe it starts to get that way in or maybe three. three on. Because two, my overall, from what I can remember, is just me the whole time going, can you guys step off Janie's junk for two fucking seconds? She had nice parents. I'm sorry that you're all real mad that she can't like immediately adjust to being around oh, you. Oh, they're mad assholes. about that. Yeah. Oh, that's well, the the sister is. Ugh. Um, did you read the preview of? The... I didn't read the preview. It's starts good. I cool. like it. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to reading the next. Speaking of people micromanaging other people, mm-hmm. I did not need the men policing what women ate their weight um the dad with the mom it seemed to me that he was just calling her out on things that she actually says she's like i need to watch my calories and that is like, true it felt to me like he was trying to get her to let go of the fucking calorie thing well my issue was when he was like um she's like god i'm gonna lose so much weight with all this whatever and he's like yeah well you're gonna gain it all back with 
uh, eating all the food that you brought to this picnic. And I was like, all right, son, <laughs> like you need to step off. Um, yeah, I, I just like that kind of like threw me. Yeah, they're, they're, it's not great. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. it's great. Um, and then uh, I just kind of when Reeve was like <laughs> trying to be sexual on her, uh-huh. but then also being like, you've lost weight. Are you like experiencing anxiety? <laughs> And she's like, (laughs) and he's like, are you feeling this heat? Is there something like really between us? Um, I would like to read the part where they kiss in the leaves just because this stuck with me. By all means. Forever. It's Um, time to get a little sexy. The kiss was long and serious. Serious like my hair, thought Janie. She stared amazed at Reeve's cheek which was pressed against hers with amazement and with amazement brought her lips together to kiss him again, to start the second kiss and to choose when to end it. She could feel his heart racing and then felt her own pick up speed and run with his. Very slowly, her hands crept around his face, finding the back of his neck where his hair lay thick over the pulse. His Mm -hmm. hand, rough surfaced, gently touched her face, moved her hair away. With the pad of his thumb, he traced her profile. Ha, 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 As like ha, a 13 or 14. <laughs> <laughs> I know this love is true. Oh, it's much. I said love. You did. You much idiot. is true. Fucking ruined the oh. moment. Uh, uh, yeah. As a 13 or 14 year old. I that's like, hot. Oh my God. That's what kissing's like. <laughs> yeah. No, that, there is some serious kissing in this book. And I think that might be part of why this book was such a hit. With like, um, mm-hmm. like grades six to uh, nine, mm-hmm. where it's like, <gasps> whoa, <gasps> and also there's like danger, and like I feel like when you're younger, especially mm-hmm. that age, like you, you don't think to question like why is this taking so long to get to this. You're just yeah, like, I'm all right, not. next, 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 and then you're, and then you're like, ooh, a sexy part, and then you're like, ooh, a scary part. Yeah, yeah, or and specifically because you don't know what's coming. It just feels suspenseful. Yeah. But it's suspenseful just because nothing is happening and you're going, when will things happen? Yeah. But as a kid, you're just like, whoa, what's going to happen? Yeah. Um, and okay. yeah, that's basically why we cover this entire genre. Yeah. On this podcast is because it is very, it's like, yeah, grades six through nine, you're going like, oh my God, this is so adult. Yeah, exactly. Um, also like I totally felt, so I think Caroline B. Cooney was like, I am going to make this idea is fucking gold. I'm going to make this into a 10 part nope. series. You don't think so? No. Cause she says in the intro, she's like, I plan to leave it ambiguous and just at that. <gasps> but then I couldn't stop telling Janie's story. Oh shit. Because, mm-hmm. okay. Then I was tricked because it felt, <laughs> I like- mean, that could be a lie. Who knows? But <laughs> she specifically I think it took a while for the second oh, book to come out. Wow. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I respect it more just as a risk to be like, I'll leave it ambiguous. Yeah. She um, kind of didn't want to say what happened. Right. Like, let us write it in our mm-hmm. heads. But it felt like it was very funny because it was like, it seemed like she was planting the seed for like endless sequels when um, yeah. the sister of Reef, Lizzie. Oh, excuse me. 
Bless you. Um, it sounded yeah, like you were vomiting and sneezing yeah. at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> um, the sister and Lizzie is like, um, you know, this is never going to end. And they're like, is it? And she's like, never. And then, <laughs> then the call happens and it's like, it just ends on hello. And then you're, you're like, uh, uh, hello. <laughs> it's me, your daughter, Jenny. Dude, what a way to start that too. Like, maybe just ease ease into telling someone that you're their daughter that got stolen. I felt like it ended way too... How would you deliver it? I guess I'd be like, hi, um, may I please speak to Mr. <laughs> or Mrs. Um, Spring? Um, hi, uh, is Mr. or Mrs. Spring at home? They'd be like, speaking. And I'd be like, hi, um, I was calling because I saw your um, milk carton thing. And then I would say, I'm your daughter. <laughs> I think I would just do like two sentences as opposed to like, it's me, your daughter. I guess it does jump. I'm going to do a try now. Okay. I'll try. Hello? Hello? Is, Hello? Is this Mrs. Spring? One second. Thank you. Hello? Hi. Is this Mrs. Spring? Speaking. Um, I saw... I saw on a Hold on, you're going to have to hold on one second. Uh -huh. Can you please leave that in the oven? Hello, I know it's just like kids, you know. It's That's just, okay. Um, they're so, crazy. I could just kill them. <laughs> Sometimes I just wish that they were <laughs> all fucking kidnapped. I'm sorry. Hello? Click. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Click. if that's how it went on your end, I am not going to follow through with that. <laughs> Click. Uh... <laughs> It's fine, mom. It's fine, dad. They're crazy. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm, you know what? They are glad I'm kidnapped. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Let's go to another football game. Read you up for cake. <laughs> I did like Our that. Our long nightmare is over. <laughs> I did like that the mom um, got, signed them up for cake decorating classes because she thought that they'd be able to like eat cake. Yeah. And then it was like they only got to practice on cardboard. Um and I also liked that too of like the mom like trying to spend time. So much. I liked her parents, even though at, for the first half I thought that they were kidnappers. Well, it's I can see how you think you're being like set up. That's the thing. And I think it's and it's purely, I think, if I were reading this just in a world where we're not doing this podcast, <laughs> I wouldn't think anything of it. But I think because uh, because sorry, my parents just sent me a picture of them at uh, kidnapping a child. They, yeah, you well, I mean, it's actually a picture of me as a baby on a milk carton. No, it's <laughs> oh. them going to see. I don't know how, who they got to, to take this picture of them. We bought them. Micah and I bought them six months of movie pass. Oh, nice. So they took a picture, <laughs> and it's them. And my mom goes, Aww. "Star Wars first, of course." They're so cute. Yeah. Yep, that's them. Uh, that looks so like our listeners the, uh, know Kelly's parents are, in fact, so cute. They're very cute and very small. My mom started sending my sister and I a bunch of uh, old photos and baby photos and class photos and cute. of herself and us. And then a couple really cool, uh, a photo of my grandmother when she was in her 30s and my grandfather sitting um, just like on the... Sitting on a plane, mm -hmm. <laughs> not inside a plane, but like sitting at a yeah. like fighter plane. Yeah, that's so uh, cool. Look like a damn movie star. That's cool. It's weird how sometimes I'll see pictures of my mom when she's like when she was 
like in her like 20s and 30s. Mm -hmm. And I will literally be like, is that me? Like it is, it's weird. Like I don't, I don't know what that's like at all. Yeah. I've never had that thought. Yeah. It's weird. Like I didn't realize how much I looked like my mom, but there's like, it's just certain ones where it's like certain lighting or you can just definitely tell that we're related. Mm -hmm. So I could finally see some features that I share with Mm -hmm. my mom and then features that my sister shares with her. So it, even though when you look at us, it's not like they are related. It's like mm-hmm. if you look at our mom, then it's like, oh, I can see how. Like they're a family. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Not a lot. Yeah. And yeah. then I, that thing everybody was doing where it's like you as a baby and then you as like you take a photo of yourself and then it turns you into looking like a baby or an old person <laughs> or a woman. Yeah. Um, I didn't know I it did, did the baby. one. Yeah, it's very creepy. The baby one is creepy. And then everybody looks better as a woman. Oh, everybody. Everybody. And then also the one where it's like it makes you hot, where it just like basically gives you no wrinkles. Yeah. Like makes your eyes like anime-ish. Yeah. And then there's one uh, where you it turns you into a man. And I took the photo and looked almost exactly like my dad. Really? It was so fucking weird. That's crazy. I did the the one where it turned me into a man. I looked exactly like uh, my cousin who everybody thinks if, if we're just walking around together, they think we're twins. Well, there they you go. Very similar. There Those you are, go. It's just it did it right. Both half uh, well-meaning white Midwesterner and half <laughs> enraged Vietnamese person. <laughs> well, it's, it's weird, especially because it's specifically my mom and her brother have a weird relationship where they hate each other uh-huh because they're the same uh-huh and they're both Common. like they're just like i mean like uh, why are they like that and i'm like because <laughs> they're you you're the same and you were raised together yeah. <laughs> exactly and everyone else just like knows to like let them fight mm-hmm. oh and the another on the uh janie is i like janie and she's kind of funny when reeve drives her <coughs> out to get a sunday mm-hmm. and he orders what he always remembered her getting which is vanilla and a scoop of chocolate mint and she's like oh he doesn't know that now i just like vanilla or whatever the fuck. vanilla with butterscotch um, yes oh you remember i remember you like reeve um so <laughs> she's Thanks. sitting there she starts to freak out um the daymare was fading leaving her flesh like jelly but no pictures to remember it by Woman, she thought dimly, stool, dress, hot wind. It must be, thought Janie, that my life is boring. Deep down, I must be as angry over the boredom as Reeve is over being dumb. <laughs> oh, yeah, she calls him dumb a couple of she times. She does. Just, and I guess extra that's why mean. he's dumb. Yeah, I mean, it's extra mean, like, in her head. Yeah. Because she's just thinking like, to herself. She's yeah, like, he's dumb. He's pretty dumb. Um, um, but so he drives like a maniac to feel better, and I fall into maniac daydreams. My parents are my parents. Nobody kidnapped me. I don't really remember the dress. Reeve called to the waitress. Could we have these to go? He pointed at Janie. She doesn't feel well. They'll be messy, said the waitress doubtfully. The top will be on the bottom. Tell me about it, thought Janie. (laughs) (laughs) No, she is really funny. I also liked the time when she, so she's like having all these strange visions during the day. And so she looks up. A daydream and then underneath it it says daymare and she's like oh shit that's what that is and then she's but like she'd already been using that word yeah and then she's like i think a demon is doing this to me yeah, there's a demon i loved that the demon is doing this 
Uh, baby Janie. There's another thing that's like relatable about Janie. And I feel like I don't I feel like many young girls had this phase where the sentence is Janie loved nightwear. And I was like, yup. I think we were all there. We were like, I think like pajamas are like my new thing. Like right now I'm just super into pajamas. Like I remember like pajama sets being like really cool. Mm-hmm. I remember she seeing those on. She has teddies though. Dude, I was, I was like, like, what Ew. are you talking about, How Janie? did her parents buy was her Was there those? a different definition of teddies at the time? Also, what is a bridal trousseau type gown? We're going to look that up. Right it sounds now. like a sexy gown that Reeve wants her to wear. Well, she he never sees it. Yeah, I said wants her to wear. Okay. I didn't say he knows about it. He just fantasizes about it. Interesting. The history of the bridal trousseau. Let's just look at an image. It is. Okay. (laughs) Am I right? Ew. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought it was. So it's like gauzy, long. It looks like like you're wearing a bra and then there is a veil attached to the bra like a dress. And it also has like a sleeve like in it. So, like, you can put your arm through the skirt? I don't think that's necessarily <laughs> standard. I think that might be a custom look for this one. Oh, customizable. <laughs> we uh, used to have a couple fancy nightgowns in a box of costumes we had. Like, they used to belong to my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Like, all women just used to wear, like, yeah. a beautiful silk yeah. nightgowns that basically had the same cut as an evening gown yeah <laughs> it's like straps and yeah and like lace yeah and it's like fitted yeah but i fucking loved wearing those things when we would play dress up yeah yeah i got into a phase where i was like maybe i wear nightgowns now um but then i realized that a lot of modern ones are made out of this like polyester type material that's I hate like them that kind of material the print that is cute but yeah but then it also like it's the kind that gets smelly like instantly where you like put it on and then you're like oh god i'm stinky <laughs> <laughs> you put it on there you're like oh i'm smelly <laughs> i think i'm stinky <laughs> Am I very stinky and smelly right now? <laughs> Is it just me or am I really stinky and smelly right now? <laughs> like instantly? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. There aren't enough TV shows and movies that show what women actually wear to bed. Uh, I'm assuming yeah. everybody is like me, where it's like pajama pants and then an old t-shirt. Yeah, I mean, right. I, I usually Am do... Am I crazy? Am I doing this wrong? No. Well, a lot of people also will do, like... For me, if it's really hot, I'll just do, like, underwear in a t-shirt. Um, Some people like to sleep naked. I personally don't because I feel like I sweat more. Like, if I wear... I do, too. If I wear clothes, I it absorbs it. Yeah, like, women who are just like, I just wear a shirt to bed. Yeah. And, and underwear, and mm-hmm. I'm super cute. If I do just underwear like, and a shirt. Oh, my legs are so sweaty. I feel disgusting. Because well, am I stinky right am now? Am I stinky right now? I Well, I do a thing, and I think it solves the issue of the sweatiness in the legs. Yes. Which is um, I uh, sleep with a pillow between my knees mm-hmm. on my side. So it's like they're not even really touching. Yeah. But if my legs are touching, that is... it's. Really uncomfortable. A straight up nightmare. <laughs> yes. Also, like, and I think we've touched on this on the show, 
But I think we do talk about jammies. We a talk lot. about gym jams. We talk about nudity. We talk about clothes. We talk about sleeping. I okay. I think we talk I've, about lying in fear and just feeling waves yeah, of fear overtake you waves. and sinister figures yes. at the end of your bed. Still, in that vein, I have. I think I am now officially a woman. Uh huh. Congrats. Within the past like two years, because wow. yeah, because I'm like fuck thongs <laughs> like i don't need to wear that shit anymore like i oh, said fuck that before ever yeah. wearing them. Well, so, i was like are you fucking kidding me you want me to put that on and just go about my day as though that's not happening every goddamn second of my life so no so it is weird because like there are certain there are occasions fine where i will wear them because i have to whatever mm-hmm. but like i because I, I remember in high school, the thought that someone could see my panty line was like, I would rather fucking die. <laughs> I would rather die than someone know that I'm wearing underwear. But mostly because my mom refused to let me wear anything other than like really just saggy granny panties. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there was no in between. No, there's no in between for me. Okay. Now I'm more of a boy short girl or I'll wear like mm-hmm. a, a boy cut brief thing mm-hmm. um, or I'll do bikinis sometimes. Um. Yeah, I do the the hip. Oh, hip, hip hugger. huggers like those mm-hmm. too. Um, it's starting to cut into me now, though. But I, so on occasion, mm-hmm. I will wear a thong, and I think I've talked about that. maybe on this show, maybe it was on How Mouthy, but it does not sound familiar to me. Okay, so I'll say Hell I Mouthy. was talking about this with my friend Lydia, uh-huh. and we were saying the ultimate nightmare, ultimate nightmare, nightmare is you go out on the town, you're like, I'm gonna wear a thong. Uh-huh. And you fall asleep in it. <laughs> and taking that thing off the next <laughs> day? Are you kidding me? I'm sorry, but you that's part of my body now. I can't. It's not. Like, <laughs> well, that doesn't quite make sense because don't you wear tampons to bed? It's basically the sure. same thing. Okay, here's my issue. It's okay, it, un- I don't know how you could not know you were wearing no. that thong. No, you, it's so no, uncomfortable. You know, you know, but let's say you're yeah. drunk. Okay. And you fall okay. asleep and then I you get it. wake yes. up and uh-huh. you are like, oh, no. You're like, oh, no, I've been sliced in half. <laughs> I just, oh, oh, no. I've been you sliced. wake up, all of a sudden, your left side is in the chair over there because you got sliced in half. You got sliced in half. Oh, one no. leg's over there, one leg's over oh, there, and geez. your torso split oh, up the middle. Oh, Shouldn't have drank so much. And well, now I'm dead. It was just, and this is going to get, and I apologize <laughs> to Engineer Brett right now. It's like, hey, yeah, okay. we'd love we'd love to join you guys your podcast network. <laughs> the worst. Okay, this is the worst. This is the worst. All right. Are you guys ready? If you take off the thong after sleeping in it and it touches the inside of your leg as you take it off. It is like this is hell. This is hell. <laughs> This is bugging out. Okay, you want to know what hell is? Yourself. Strap in, breath. <laughs> Buckle your seatbelt. Just here we go. So, so <laughs> I'm sorry, but our listeners have to know. They have this. to know. They have to know why I don't wear those. <laughs> so one time. So one time. Oh no. <laughs> Oh no, oh no, oh no, tell me. So I uh, <laughs> I pull out a tampon. Sure. It in turn 
pulls out an additional tampon. Lizzie! <laughs> so as I'm pulling out the tampon, no, another tampon no. follows. <laughs> this is hell. I was like, I thought I was dying. What? What happened? Your mother of tampons. What happened? How did I not know? They were both. They were both there. <laughs> Which means I had one, and then I put in another. Okay, okay, okay. Here, I'm going to tell you one that that will make you feel a little better. Okay, okay, let's do this. This is a really embarrassing, and I've told this to Micah, and he was like, he was like, something's wrong with you. <laughs> So I'm very paranoid. Uh-huh. And so one day uh-huh. I was on my period and right. I was like, I don't feel very good. My lower back hurts. I probably have toxic shock syndrome. Sure. So I was I like, thought, I, yeah. So I was like, I should go to the doctor. So I look up what to do. And it says to take out your tampon and put it in a little Ziploc bag <laughs> and bring it with, with you to the doctor. So... I took out my tampon and I like dutifully put it in this little Ziploc bag and I put it in my purse and I go to the doctor and I tell my doctor like, um, you know, so like I uh, just have like, I don't feel good and my back hurts and I'm on my period. I'm afraid I have toxic shock syndrome. And the doctor's like, okay, well, do you have a fever? And I was like, no. And they're like, okay. And they're like, are you like, how sick do you feel? I was like, I have a cough. And they're like, okay, well, that's not like... That's not really. And like the whole time I'm just thinking like, there's a fucking tampon in my purse. (laughs) (laughs) And then they're like, all right, well, do you have anything else for me? And in my head, it's like tampon, tampon. tampon, I have a tampon tampon for you. Please. I'm going to make you take it because otherwise this was for not. (laughs) But I left with my tampon. I was like, no, thank you. There is no overstating how horrible it is to be a woman. It's horrible. There's no overstating. It's really horrible. It's fucking awful. It's disgusting. We're disgusting. Um, Okay. And somehow we got the reputation of not being disgusting. But there is the most disgusting shit happening all the time in our bodies. Speaking of which, can I get your opinion on something? I'd love to. Okay. So I was at dinner with a friend once. Uh Um, I will not name this person. I was at dinner with a friend. Um, and this person said like, uh, I forgot what exactly the context was, but she was like, oh, well, you know, like, um, she's like, it must've just been that I was like taking out and putting the same tampon back. I'm sorry. What? uh, What? uh, No, that's not, you would know if you were doing that. Okay. Okay. So I'm sorry. Continue. So I was like, um, (laughs) Uh, so she says that, and I was like, "Oh, uh, what?" And she's like, "You know, like when you take and take out your tampon, you put it back in." And oh I was like, God. "What? Why?" And she was like, "Oh, well, because you know, if you go pee, it'll fill it up." Uh, oh. And oh, I was no. like, "Oh no!" I was like, "Well, you know, like your bladder is different than like your <laughs> vagina." <laughs> and she was like, "No, like," and I was like, "Wait, so how do you put it?" back in like this soggy fucking tampon how do you put it back in and she's like well you just kind of jam it up there with your hand <laughs> and i was like girl what no. girl and what? that is how you in turn get toxic syndrome and then it was like in a movie where like all these past things that she had said were like zing and they like came up and i was like holy shit everything she, adds up she was like this is so fucked up and i'm definitely not even she was like i remember her saying one time 
and this is so problematic on many levels, but she's like, <laughs> I could never be a lesbian because vaginas just smell so bad. Oh <laughs> that's because that's that's yours is bad. <laughs> it's because you have a sick vagina. <laughs> But then also I was like, A, I think a big reason why you're not a lesbian is that you're not attracted to women. <laughs> I think that's probably I reason think that's <laughs> Sign one. Sign one that you're not a lesbian. I don't wish to have sex with women. And really any woman reason of any two, sexual orientation. I treat my vagina very badly. <laughs> and I don't know. It's not normal. And I think that all vaginas are like this. And I want... I want nothing to do with mine, so I want nothing to do with yours. So it was like all those memories started coming up. And then one time she was like, she she had said something like, um, ew, like, I don't ever want to start everything with ew. <laughs> Kinda. So she was like, ew, like, I don't like using public bathrooms because like everyone's putting their period hands all over everything. And I was like, period hands? What the fuck are you talking about? Like, my hands don't get like super like coated in blood every time in my period but now i'm fucking now you thinking know if you're jamming your fucking fingers up to shove up so now fucking wet i sock of your thinking vagina. about all these period hands in the women's restroom yeah. she can't be the only like person her. no <laughs> okay i'm so glad that you're as horrified as i was because she did not what if you told me and i was like mm-hmm, right then i would i like turns you. out you're the only one letting her tampon get soaked with tea <laughs> that like she thinks that if she goes pee with the tampon in it becomes filled with pee and just like plops out of her body (laughs) oh no Uh, listen educate your children about (laughs) sexual health is what i think we're trying to say remember when you said that we really slowed things down yeah i said we fizzled we didn't we didn't or this is what happens when you push through when you push through you talk about nightmare vaginas (laughs) maybe in the future we can talk about how you have to like really be careful about where the string goes (laughs) oh god because if it goes back it should not go forward Like you have to be a, careful in a dream world. <laughs> careful in a dream world, it just hangs down like a tail. But we don't live in that world. <laughs> no, <laughs> it becomes its own thong. No, and it <laughs> it is it can't. It has to be a no, forward I, thong. No, it becomes. I hate being a woman. It becomes a rogue thong. It's not attached <laughs> to your sides. It's just look. This is a there. PSA for any men who listen to this podcast who probably don't anymore. <laughs> Seriously, but that's what it is. This, it's life. So on top. So actually, oh, this is really helpful. Mm. The next time you go to hit on a woman, just imagine she has just gone to the restroom. And just reinserted the tampon, and didn't, 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 didn't place the string well no, when she no. was wiping. Well, because who? And then didn't wash your hands. Oh my god! Because because if you don't place the string well when you're wiping, it wipes you. It wipes you. <laughs> but then it stays. We have never talked about this with another human. No, being. I've never. But it's a problem. <laughs> No, we all had to just find this out. Like we're, it was like, like all of a sudden you're like, 
wait a minute. Oh, really? No, it's like, that's how it goes for every single woman. That Seriously, that wait a strange minute. situation oh, was something, really? was just a private hell that each of us has just like dealt we with. We all walk around. We all walk around with, with the knowledge that if you're on your period and you go to the bathroom, you're like, oh. God damn it. Yeah. What's the what's going to happen with this string? Mm hmm. Anyway. Anyway. My period is starting soon. No, I just finished mine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, uh, had to go get my uh, birth control and um, I just started new insurance and mm -hmm. I'm a little bit annoyed that it, they make me go pick it up once a month. Mm hmm. That is annoying. Because my old... It used to be three months. Well, and if you get a specific one from Planned Parenthood, you can pick up a year. What? Mm -hmm. And that's Convenient. why we should support Planned Parenthood. Yep. For, th that's for that why. only. That's why. Because you can get your stuff for a year. Yeah. Well. So, J Janie. Janie. How? Hmm. We can bring it back. We can bring it back. How are we going to do it? How are we going to do it? Janie. Reeve is never thinking of Janie's periods. Oh, he! if he can't think about the fact that she was kidnapped, he's not <laughs> thinking about her fucking periods. I do you think they're going to make it. I think. Are you asking me? Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, I think that there's going to be a rough patch where he has to kind of go through what he has to go through mm -hmm. um, and learn that like everybody lives their own truth. Everyone lives their own life. Um. So I think there's roughness ahead, but he is going to come out um, cool. ahead. Um, I don't totally remember the second book, so this is still a guess. I theorize that Reeve is the hero of the second book because he <gasps> stands by Janie. I, I, I like that. I'll buy that. I hope. But mm. I bet there's a competitor. Competitor boy. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So what's Janie going to do with that? I don't we'll know. We'll find out. Uh, we will find out. Mm-hmm. I bought the voice on the radio. <clears throat> Pardon. <laughs> voice on the radio is not mine. <clears throat> not that great. Um, <laughs> so I bought the voice on the radio from a used bookstore just because it was there. Mm -hmm. So I have that one and I don't have the, the one in the middle. Yet. Whatever happened yeah. to Janie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I did read, read a preview of the voice on the radio in this. Mm. And then I went, I'm going to stop reading. I'm going to stop reading. I'm going to stop reading. This is too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it starts with Reeve. What? Mm -hmm. Shit. So that motherfucker stays around for a while. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Cool. Um, do we want well, to... Voicemails? <laughs> the last thing I looked up was lingerie. Voicemails? Let's listen to some voicemails. Our 18 crabs caller uh -huh. left a very short message. Would Let's love to try hear it out. 18 crabs. Mm -hmm. 18 creeps. This is Alex, a uh, longtime listener. Uh, I'm just leaving my message. Wait, never mind. I'm in a car and I realize that the sound is probably all messed up. Bye. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Alex? 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 Did Alex ever call back? I don't. 18 crabs? Let me see. <clears throat> Wait. You know what? Never mind. I just realized the sound oh, was all messed oh, up. Oh, good. Oh, he was the very next caller. Okay, good. Okay, 18 crabs, part two. See, I couldn't tell because he didn't say his name up top again. Mm. And where's the other one? The transcript said 18 crabs. Yeah. We didn't it know it was 18 out, crabs again. He is also King Creeps. Ah, oh, King Creeps we and 18 crabs? We talked about both of them on the last Alex. episode. And sure enough, he's both. 
Okay. So now, now Alex again. I, I think we'll see. Let's take a list. Hi, um, I'm calling for Teen Creep. Um, Speaking. This number is still Hello? working. Anyway, um, Thank I do you, have Tim, a right? book related embarrassing teen combination for you. Um, loving the podcast, by the way. It's oh, inspiring me to reread a ton of these things. Um, you were talking about a, I think it was, I can't remember which book you were reading or talk, discussing when talking about this. Um, but you were talking about uh, a moment where a, there's a, a girl putting, oh, it was in the um, the sorority one with the, the, the girl that's going crazy. Oh, Twisted. Anyway, you were talking about the, the memory of a, a girl putting on lipstick and there being a needle in it. And oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. That is not from a movie that I can remember, but it is from a Fear Street book called Silent Night. Yes. Where the, yep. the red-haired bitch girl, she like works at the perfume counter. Mm. And somebody's like pissed off at her and puts a needle in her lipstick. And That's what happens that when you're a bitch. my embarrassing story, which is I was reading that Fear Street book like in the living room as a child, I don't know, I was in like sixth or seventh grade or something. And then there was like this big twist where it turns out this like one character um, turns out to be this other person that like was meant, and I'm sure now is probably completely obvious. I remember like <laughs> screaming out this twist, like this, this visceral reaction that Foxy is Rob. <laughs> and Spoiler. My sister and my mom were also in, in the living room at the time and like looked up wondering what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> and I was like, you know, my eyes were the size of dinner plates with like this shocking revelation and they both just started laughing at me. Oh. It was so over the top, my response <laughs> to this book. And to this day, like when there's a twist <laughs> in any sort of media, we will refer to that as like Foxy being Rob. <laughs> The other day, that just said that. And we all I want to start saying that now. Yeah, we'll start saying that. R.L. Stein, Teen Creep related, um, mem embarrassing memory. And I think I got you with that, um, the lipstick with the needle. But I keep doing these and loving them. And I really recommend Trick or Treat by Richie Tankers. I keep that kind of really oh, liking cool. that one. And I thought it was fun and pretty Yay. scary. Would love to read more Richie. Um, mm hmm. But hell yeah, I agree with y'all on the spellbound too. That was my first Christopher Pike Fuck book. yes. I yeah. love it. And now I want to make a bunch of people that I'm friends with now read it. Do it. Yay. So um, can't wait to listen to the next one. Take care. Happy holidays. Bye. Yay. Bye. Happy belated wow. holidays to you. Who I think is Alex. It may be Alex. It may not be Alex. I, but it kind of sounded like Alex. It could be. It's well, like because calmer. He, cut off, he was like, oh, I realized something. And this, then he called no, he's back. Like, I realized the like, sound oh. is going to be bad. Because I think he was in the car. Oh. But I don't know if that's him. Can you play well, back the <laughs> first one? All right, let's try. Can we hear that again? Mm -hmm. Let's take it again. Enhance. Hey, Teen Creeps. This is Alex, a uh, long-time listener. No, it sounds different. Oh. Uh, I'm just leaving my message. Oh, no, no, no. Right? Wait, never mind. I'm in a car, and I realize that the sound is probably all messed up. Bye. No, it sounds oh. different. Oh, no, no, no. Right? N yeah. Yeah. I think it was Alex. Alex, settle a bet for us. <laughs> yeah. I think Tweet it wasn't. Tell us if it was okay, him. so do we think? Okay, uh, okay. If so, eighteen crabs is Alex. I believe so. And is, King, you Creeps. think King Creeps is Alex? I yes. think King Creeps is someone somebody else. else. Let me let's check again. Did he say his name? No. I'm calling. I'm calling for Teen Creeps. Number. Okay, I'm calling for King Creeps. Yeah. Don't know if this number is still working. 
Anyway, I do have a book. Yeah, I think it's Alex. Okay. My theory, Alex. Lindsay says, Lindsay is team, it's Alex. I'm team, it's Alex. I'm team, it's not Alex. I'm, Foxy is Rob. They're the same. Oh, my God. <laughs> Twist. <laughs> awesome. Guys, we love hearing these. Yeah. Thank you for calling. Seriously. Uh, regardless of whether you were the same person or not. Uh, really enjoy the messages always. Yeah. So next week, we're coming back with, oh, my, oh my God, we're coming back with Christopher Pike's Yay. The Starlight Crystal, Fucking which is the book shit. that we bonded over and the reason this podcast exists. So we're finally getting yeah. back to see Pike. And I'm really looking forward to rereading that book. I have been very disciplined, a lot of self-discipline in not rereading it before now, even though I really wanted to. Yeah. That book yep. was, that, that book like blew my mind. Me. Yeah. Like storytelling wise, like yeah. everything. I wonder if it will hold up as what I think. I think I've said it's like Christopher Pike's Siddhartha. <laughs> oh, holy shit. <laughs> we'll see if it holds up. Well, because it's fan time and she learns a lot of love. So we'll see if I'm right. We'll see. Maybe I should read Siddhartha first. Maybe I don't okay. remember what that book read is that like. Read that again. Okay. I'll let everyone know. Yeah. Um. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening. Um. Thanks so much for your calls. Um, and Thanks thank so you much guys. for your uh, hashtag all caps Vera designs. Yes. Keep sending those. Yeah. We Contest love is open until February. Just send us any kind of design whatsoever, however you want to interpret hashtag all caps Vera. Yeah, if let's... you don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> go listen to the My Sweet Audrina episode. Learn about the majesty of Vera, and then you will be better informed about what you should design. Um, I also wanted to say that... Um, the outpouring of support that everybody has, like our listeners, have, yeah, man, super awesome. We're blown and, away, and like it is just so touching to know that like a community of such cool, um, awesome, like nice. I know I'm doing like really like beige terms, but like just like people that know, like that people I, who were like on the same page as us. Yeah, when it came to our statement, and showed so much support online and on Patreon. Yeah, we really appreciate it. We're we're very like it just felt like a big old hug. It really did. It just like everything. It was just like very validating and warm. And when I say validating, I don't mean like ego wise, but like validating our choice to make a statement about mm -hmm. Justin mm -hmm. because we really weren't sure what the right thing to do. Was. Yeah. So just um, so you know, thank you for letting us know how you felt. It is very, very appreciated. Um, and it made us feel I, I don't know. I feel like a, a big thing that people feel a lot lately is alone. And I felt like it made us feel like we're part of a really cool community. Yeah. So that's awesome. Thank you, guys. I guess that's the last bit of biz. <laughs> yeah. Bit of biz. <laughs> it's the last bit of biz. Um, so yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Keep it creepy. Thanks for listening to Teen Creeps. Our artwork is by James Mulholland. Our theme music is by Mike Carlson. Find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Teen Creeps Pod. Shoot us an email at teencreepspod at gmail.com. And please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And to share your teen and at work creep-related stories, you can leave us a message now at 747-333-6995. For our rating schedule, go to teencreepspod.com. Thanks for listening and keep it creepy.